Hey friends, here we are continuing to remote learn together. I know for so many of us, we didn't see this actually um, continuing this long. And a lot of us are starting to run out of ideas to give to our students in this environment and run out of ideas on what to do with the kids that are actually like living in our homes and things like this. And that is why I am pumped to bring you the two quick tips episode of the podcast today. I'm bringing my dear friend Jed Derryberry to the episode and he is just incredible. He is known for his incredible ability to bring in arts including like uh, like drawing and coloring and those types of arts, but also singing and music. And I think that's probably something that we are lacking on resources and help with at this point in time. So this was a previously recorded episode prior to the coronavirus. However, I think that the content is still very, very relevant and it's gonna make you happy because there is definitely singing in this episode. If nothing else, it's gonna put a smile on your face and then at the end, I'm actually gonna deliver some bonus content on ways that you can bring these ideas to another level. So here are my two quick tips for my buddy, Jed. Only in our world is this normal. It's me, Monica Genta, and I'm really excited to be bringing you episodes of this podcast every week. It's full of tips and tricks, stories and strategies, celebrations and struggles, all from the real life that we are living every day. Welcome to This Teacher Life. Glad to be with you. Going to hang out with us today because you are um, you you've been in the in education for about seventeen years, but those first few years were actually in a classroom where you kind of developed this passion, and it just felt right in terms of like arts and so art integration, music, drama. Um, and at one point earlier, before we started the recording, you even brought a full piano into your classroom. So how can teachers who are looking for ways to integrate arts, what can they do to make this like a really profound element in their classroom? Well, the the first thing I, I want to tell everybody is you have to just, you have to overlook your fears. I know that teachers are so afraid of that um, because they may not be trained in the arts. Um, but uh, when you get over your fear of those things, like, and you just try it, um, it's amazing how quickly you will start to blossom. As mm-hmm. I shared with you before we started, um, I was not officially trained as an arts teacher um, my first few years. I went through a very basic um, uh 
program. I got the basics of education, just like many of our teachers get. And then I, you know, teaching is one of those learning, learn on the field jobs. Yeah. Go. Um, And I just felt the arts were just right for students because they felt so right for me as a learner. So I brought that in there and, um, you know, all of my students just loved it. Um, Like I said, you know, I told you teachers need to get over their fears to Two quick tips um, that I would give teachers who want to um, integrate the arts in their classroom. Number one, um, just talk with the teachers in their building who teach the arts. Mm-hmm. Talk to your music teacher. Talk to your art teacher. Um, if there's a computer graphics person or a computer lab, um, you know, that digital arts are a big yeah. thing, right? Um, it's often overlooked. But talk to those people who you consider the experts first mm-hmm. and just get an idea of where you're going. And number two, um, don't don't make art the end of the pro- process. Weave it into the process. Mm-hmm. For, exa- for example, um, earlier I was singing a little song for you. Yes. Um, we were learning in first grade. This was years ago. We were learning um, what a seed needs to grow. Mm-hmm. Now, in our South Carolina state standards, the, at the time, the standards uh, said that it needs light, water, air, soil, and space. Mm-hmm. And we were we were talking about that as a class. And as we were saying it, we kind of fe- felt a rhythm to it, right? There was a rhythm. Mm-hmm. And the next thing I know, my class and I were gathered around the piano and we were writing this song, you know, it was to the tune of bingo. I love to write parodies uh, to songs that kids already know. Don't try to write your own song. Yeah. You know, Somebody's already done it for you. Use their tune, right? Mm-hmm. And so the tune was bingo. So it goes, there was a seed down in the ground. How will it grow? And then we'd say, water, light, air, soul, space. Water, light, air, soul, space. Water, light, air, soul, space. That's what it needs to grow. And we'd yes! We would think that that was the very first parody I ever wrote. I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote so many more after that. Um, and... Anyway, what, what's cool about that parody is that this really super smart kid I had, his name's Zylan Smith. He's he is actually in college now. He's cool. A friend of, he's a friend of mine on all social media, so he, I hope he sees this. Um, but he was reading this book about plants, and um, right in the middle of his book, he jumps up and he says, "Hey, Mr. D, we need to add an ending to your song." And I was like, "What do we need to What do we need to add?" He said, "You forgot bees." I said, what about him? He said, seeds and plants need bees to grow. And so at the end of the song, we would always say, and bees. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was all because of Xylem we would add that. But um, what another thing, too, that I want to tell teachers is is just give kids a little push and they'll take you further than you you even know that you can go. Yeah. Um, You know, I'd say you have to give students time, space and opportunity. Mm-hmm. If you give teach, if you give your students time, space, and opportunity to explore the arts um, and just let go of those fears, um, it's amazing what they'll do. Yes, I love it. I I totally dig that song. And as you're going through it, it's like it's clearly ingrained in your brain because you have you've done it a million times in your yeah. classroom. Well, I will tell you, Monica. Before today, I haven't sang that song and. I don't know, probably let's, I mean, I haven't, I haven't taught first grade in probably 10 years. So but it I just came back to you. It's, it's still in there. Isn't that incredible? Music and the arts make the learning stick. Yes. Um, 
you know, I can still remember um, when I was a student, the lessons that stuck with me the most were the ones where where there was an art as part of the lesson. Mm-hmm. Um, and and so it's so powerful for kids. They yeah. they will they they connect with it. Um, art is a um, it, it gives the student ownership of the learning mm-hmm. um, in a different way than a worksheet or yeah um, copying definitions at the end of a book or mm-hmm. watching PowerPoint. Uh, you know it just and so the now in my job I do professional development. Uh, primarily here in South Carolina, but all over the country I do. And so every professional development that I do, um, there's some kind of make and do mm-hmm. uh, during the middle of the the presentation. I love to have teachers create um, tape art murals on the walls. Yes, I've seen those. I love, I love for them to sculpt with aluminum foil. I, I just sold myself out right there. I said aluminum foil. Where I'm from, we don't call it aluminum foil. We say tinfoil. Okay, uh, and not foil. Tinfoil. I was trying. Tinfoil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be proper because I know you're recording, but I, I can't sell myself out. That's who I am. It's tinfoil. Tinfoil. Uh, good to know. <laughs> well, I think that you're bringing up so many good points because it's it's about that art integration. One, because that's really important, and so many schools are getting rid of those essential classes. We call those essentials. It, it those are essential skills that they need: the art, the the music, the drama. The those those are so important. So not only is integrating it really important because schools are getting away from it, but maybe even more importantly, it's it, because it makes it so much more memorable. Um, your bingo song was adorable. So I teach middle school and, uh, that wouldn't really work with my kids. But what I noticed is if I start rapping in class, that's another story. And just, just a couple of weeks ago, I ran into a kid at Walmart and they were like, Miss G, do you remember your bird song? And I'm like, please. And I literally rapped out a song about birds in the middle of Walmart. I was like dropping beats and they're like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that just happened. But I think, um, you know, next time you do that, next time you do that, you need to be live on Instagram. I'm, I'm going live. Excuse me. I'm about to drop a beat. I'm going live on the Facebook and on the Instagram. And I'll just be like, yeah. doves, blue jays, and sparrows. And don't forget those flamingos, parakeets, and cockatoos, ducks, and swans, and snow geese, too. Eagles, falcons, you know they're flying way up in the air. There are birds that cannot fly. Ask Miss G. She'll tell you why. What? <laughs> Yes, I love it. I love it. Hey, let me tell, let me say something else right here too that I always tell teachers. Yeah, because some teachers tell me, "Oh, well, I'm not musically inclined." That may be that may be fine. You know, it's true. Not yeah. everybody inclined. Not everybody could drop beats about birds like you just did. Thank okay. You. Yeah. In the age of technology that we live in, you can find a karaoke version of every song on the planet. Yes. Right on YouTube right now. Um, when I was in the classroom, I, uh, in my second grade classroom, I needed my kids to learn the seven continents. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I wanted a song about them. Well, I looked all over the place and I found lots of songs, but none of them just, they just weren't right. Yeah. The continents you had, it was weird the way they had to cram the continent names in there. Mm-hmm. So I came up with my own to the tune of It's a Small World. Yeah. Um, but at the time, I just could not figure out how to play it's a small world on the piano i was just frustrated and i wanted them to learn it like the next day so i looked up on youtube and found this like um like this uh calypso version of uh it's a small world yeah we formed a conga line and we sang that um, yes all around the room there's seven continents. the you know it's a small world it says there are seven continents so you repeat that 
There are seven continents. There are seven continents. I can name them all. And then you go, there is North and South America. And there's Europe, Asia, and Africa. Australia is one, two, Antarctica. And you're through. Ask your friends to sing with you. Okay. Yes. Don't you love it? And then love we're it. That man packed so much energy into an episode, into a phone call, even into a text message. Just the other day, actually, he sent me a package with a Lisa Frank coloring activity book. I mean, like, come on now, that's amazing. Friends, not only is he great at singing, but he is great at just connecting with kids. Uh, throughout the coronavirus, he's actually been doing some readings of books uh, for parents and kids to log into. So I highly recommend that you head over to his Facebook page and you can literally watch and listen to all of the books that he has already done um, and or just reread them. But it's really neat because teachers like him are saying, hey, what can I do to help? and all of those resources are right there on his Facebook page. Now, one way that I wanna help too, uh, because so much of the learning process right now is happening on a screen, is I wanna share with you some music videos uh, that I've made over the course of my 11 years teaching. They are absolutely ridiculous, but they are absolutely fun and engaging. Most of them are based off of science content. And we've got everything from learning about the planets to learning about moon phases to learning about famous scientists. And I'm going to include a link in uh, the show notes so you can head on over to my website that includes various uh, links to YouTube. And if you are needing help with either some literature projects Jed's got your back. If you're needing some help with some science instruction and science engagement, like I've got your back. And so do so many teachers across the country right now. Again, I'll be sharing those links down below in the show notes. And if you wanna actually watch this episode via video, this has been a video recorded episode. So I'll include a link to that as well. So you can see the passion that Jed is, is just bringing through the screen. Guys, it has been a crazy month at this point. We are all about one month into um, just a very different version of education. But time and time again, we are proving that there are great leaders and teachers and people who've got hearts of gold who are there to help. And I just wanna thank you for listening and sharing this with your friends so we can continue to live and explore this teacher life.